0: This podcast from Teacher is supported by MacKillop Seasons, whose Seasons for Life project supports schools with loss and grief following a suicide and other loss event. Hello and thanks for listening to this podcast from Teacher. I'm Jo Earp. Our first episode for 2024 comes from our school improvement series and it's all about effective leadership communication. Before the holiday break, I caught up with Jacinda Isla Welsh, Principal of Brisbane Girls Grammar School. She's been head of the Queensland Independent School for over 10 years now and was awarded the Australian Council for Educational Leaders Miller Grassi Award for Outstanding Educational Leadership in 2023. Among other things, the award recognised her authentic leadership. Brisbane Girls Grammar has more than 250 staff and 1,500 students. In this episode, we talk about different tools to engage with different members of the school community, including the school's own podcast Illumin, the importance of consistency and honesty, and nurturing a two-way communication process. It's a cracking start to the year. I hope you enjoy it. Hi Jacinda, thanks very much for joining us here at Teacher. So before we dive into the topic of uh, leadership communication then, I thought it would be good,
1: can you tell listeners a little bit about Brisbane Girls Grammar School? Oh absolutely Jo, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, Brisbane Girls Grammar School is a school of about 1,500 girls, uh, secondary only. It's a very old school, uh, certainly by Queensland standards, we're coming up to nearly 150 years. Um, And it's got, a, um, a, 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 I guess, a great deep um, tradition of believing in the importance of education of the highest standards, but most importantly, education for girls. So if you think back to the early days, it was established at a time when the idea of um, going to school and university for girls was um, something not necessarily commonly um, invested in, and so it was considered something of an experiment, and I think that pioneering ethos is a big part of the school to this day.
0: Now, you're in your tenth year as principal of the school. And before that, you were a teacher, but you were also in a different career prior to that, weren't you?
1: Yes, I I didn't come to teaching um, straight out of school. I initially worked in advertising um, overseas a little bit in San Francisco and Sydney and London, but I came back in my mid-twenties and decided that I wanted to be a teacher. So I've been on that path ever since. So we know that
0: communication is a key part of any leadership role, really, but it seems to me that it's uh, absolutely ramped up. Quite a bit with school leaders with school principals you're communicating not just with the staff and students there but also you've got parents and families members of the board or, or school council depending on whereabouts you work in and also the wider community um, this is perhaps a difficult one for you to give a precise answer on because i know that things are different
1: day to day but how much of your role would you say is about communication Oh, Joe, it, it is increasingly important, and I think an ever-expanding um, element of of, of leadership. Um, those old days of you know hands off. Um trust us um, are no more um, and as you identify there are just so many different stakeholders that you're engaging with so the level of communication that a board might require will be very different from what a prospective parent would in- require but I think it's important is um, in, in all of your communication is to be consistent, to be authentic, to represent yourself and your school openly and honestly and therefore while the messaging or the tone or the level of detail may be slightly different it should all be consistent it should all resonate um, and therefore whether it's um, something that you're doing in the media or whether it's um, talking to your staff about a new initiative um, it's really important to be uh, flexible in how you deliver it um, but consistent I think and and therefore um, it, it's not difficult but it is demanding and I think as you say uh, more and more people want more and more information people want more detail they want to know about decision making they want to be kept up to date with things. Um, So I think communication is um, an ever increasing demand um, for leaders, online leaders. But the other thing about it too, which has changed obviously significantly in the last 10 to 20 years is the immediacy of it um, and the demandingness of it and the urgency of it. And, and a big part of, it, I think in leadership and communication is knowing when to pause, knowing when not to communicate, knowing when to perhaps say, um, we'll give you more detail in time. People like to know what the timeline looks like. Um, but a, a really important thing is to sometimes hold your nerve and determine what does require an immediate response or what might actually be dealt with, um, uh, you know, the following day.
0: I'm interested, you mentioned there about clear, consistent, being open, being honest. How do you ensure That as a principal, you get that two-way communication
1: process going. It's it's not just a one-way thing. It's pointless being a one-way thing, isn't it? Yeah. Look, absolutely. And I and I think too, when you're the uh, principal of a a very large school, you understand at the outset that you can't possibly have a personal relationship with every student, every member of staff, every member of the community, or you know the old girls network. Um, And so it's really important to think about how you're presenting and whether you appear to be approachable. Whether and I think particularly with students. You can't possibly know and have a direct relationship with each and every one of them, but you have to give a sense that if they wanted to speak to you, if they wanted to communicate with you, if they wanted to send you an email, if they wanted to come to your office, that you're approachable and and that holds true with um, staff as well. So I'm a big believer in working through the appropriate channels of leadership, but I also believe that it's important to have a personal connection to the extent that you possibly can with all of your staff. So, you know, you don't work beyond the leaders of different areas, but you should be able to say, how's your weekend? Um, and have a, have a general personal exchange and communication with staff because what that allows them to do... Is, I hope, feel that their views are valued, that they can speak up if they need to, and that there are um, forums for um, feeding information up, not simply receiving it down. Mm-hmm. What about the idea
0: of modelling? behaviours that you'd like to see in other people those expectations
1: so communicating by doing really I believe that's the most powerful thing that you do you can have all the fancy words and all the lovely slogans and corporate speak that you like but at the end of the day people assess you on their experience of you Mm -hmm. and that is how you behave how you um, transact in the most small Um, and micro ways across an organisation. So people watch you uh, very carefully, how you speak to people, not just when you're on a stage or in front of a big forum, um, I think is incredibly powerful for leaders. Um, People are always watching and assessing and they judge you by what you do, how you behave and what you model far more than the words that you say. And if you can try and get that right they'll forgive you if you you know get something wrong or say something incorrectly or um perhaps you know um not make things as clear as you might but i think that modeling is really really important
0: Mm -hmm. so a strategic level then uh it means being able to communicate the school priorities and plans at a very high level that's what it's about its policies its processes i guess that is absolutely really about consistency and clarity, being explicit about things like um, expectations and direction.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And I'd say uh, higher than the policies and the projects that you might be seeking to deliver is the philosophy. Um, people mm-hmm. like to know the why. So if people can understand and if you can share a sense of why people are part of this endeavour, why their contribution is important, um, that we're all part of a bigger whole, that um, philosophical um, articulation of our purpose, why we're here, why we're doing this can help people make sense of all of the other details that need to be implemented. And in times um, when you're trying to, I guess, harness the energy of an entire very disparate, Uh, Staff, it's really important that you start at the highest level with why we're here and what we're trying to achieve, the purpose of these policies, the the reason for this strategic direction, why things need to change if we think that they do. Um, And that's where communication is is incredibly powerful in um, having people align, um, not just strategically but philosophically, um, with what you're trying to bring about. Mm
0: -hmm. And in terms of priorities then or expectations in particular, but priorities as well, um, how important is that That um, explicitness? Because that's often something
1: that's quite difficult to get right, actually, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. So I, I, I think that you have to be, um, you do have to be explicit because, and, and everyone's different. So some people like the high-level philosophical things, some people like the please tell me exactly what I need to do and when and how and how we go about it. So I think you have to be very clear about what, Um, is a non-negotiable and so you need to say these are our expectations this is explicit this is how you you know you will or won't behave or this is what we will or will not tolerate or this is what we expect um, you to deliver or where we expect you to be so I think absolutely um, very explicit um, articulation underpinning the why um, is what people expect to provide certainty and it provides people with clarity and um, it's a guide so i think that explicit um, communication is important as well
0: we'll be back after this quick message from our sponsor you're listening to a podcast from teacher magazine supported by MacKillop seasons whose seasons for life project supports young people affected by suicide and other loss events throughout Australia. Free for Australian high schools and based on the strong evidence base of the Seasons for Growth, Change, Loss and Grief education programmes, the Seasons for Life project builds well-being, resilience, social and emotional coping skills and strengthens supportive relationships. So for you, Jacinda, then you might have things that are timetabled, So you might have an annual report or presentation, for example. With something like a strategic plan, though, and I'm sure there are lots of other examples too, but with something like that, um, as a school leader, is that something you have to kind of always keep in your mind to keep returning
1: to again and again and again so that it's at the front of other people's minds. Absolutely, because I think I think one of the most important things of leadership is discernment and deciding what ought to be prioritised or not. So you hopefully have um, a school filled with experts, so you have passionate people in various areas, whether it's in sport or whether it's in history or um, whatever it is that they're doing. You want them to be expert, you want them to be passionate, you want them to be focused most importantly and uh, on their areas and advocates for those areas. So I think one of the most important things for a leader um, is to look across an entire organisation to encourage that passionate um, uh, dedication but also to make sure we're aligned and therefore the strategic vision and the higher purpose of the organisation as a whole, is really important and it's really important for the leader to be articulating that, reminding people that this is the course that we're charting um, and communicating that because the other thing I think one of the the risks obviously in leadership is you're talking about these things all day every day whereas um, you know an English teacher in a classroom or an art teacher um, won't be thinking about strategic design they won't be thinking about you know the priorities of the future that's not their job so I think it's really important for leaders to remember that that's the case that you might be reporting to the board, you might be planning for the future, you might have a great new strategic direction or a big infrastructure project, but most of your staff don't spend most of their time thinking about that. And, And the other thing I would say about that is they generally really enjoy that. So I would typically perhaps um, once a term at a, a staff briefing, um, tell people these are the other things that other people in the school are doing. People really enjoy learning about their peers, their colleagues, what someone in communications doing, what's the HR team up to. Um, so I think sharing uh, the strategic uh, priorities and reminding people um, is a really important um, imperative for a leader. mm mm-hmm. And the pro- as you mentioned, giving people updates as well, the progress aspect of that
0: too, um, it might be... Uh, communicating progress on priorities and so on, or sometimes the need for change. I'm interested on that latter part about change. How do you communicate change? The need for it, not just the need for it, but also getting that buy-in and commitment.
1: Yeah, well, I think um, COVID gave us a crash course in um, change. (laughs) And and I think that that was confidence-inspiring. At the end of the day, um, people who didn't think they could pull off what they did were so proud afterwards and were able to negotiate it. So for change, it is being very, very clear about why you're implementing this change and articulating it, being absolutely certain that the change is required. I never believe in change for change's sake. You know, even if it's like change the color of the you know, the school backpack, you know, the things that that can set off in emotion. motion, um, the, the, the phone calls, the emails, the seemingly smallest decisions, you know, change. So first of all, deciding whether it's worth it and whether you're committed to it. And if you are articulating why this change is important, um, paving a path through making sure people know who's accountable for which element of that change and also then providing the resources and talking through all of those things so this is what we're doing this is who's responsible this is the timeline these are the resources that we're going to provide and then celebrating and recognizing effort as you said keeping people up to date with the progress of that change celebrating the efforts of that change um, and it's really important to communicate that too. not just at the end we made it um, but how are we going or we're going to reposition or maybe we're going to change the timeline um, or maybe we're going to let something go but letting people know um, what you're thinking and why you're thinking it as you go through
0: Mm -hmm. okay then so i want to talk more about the actual communication tools that you use now and how those have changed even during your time as a principal you host a school podcast don't you now tell me a bit about that and why you think it's important that you're involved because i'm sure there are lots of other demands on your time but you're making this
1: regular commitment to the podcast Yes, and I have to say, it's much more fun being on the other side of it um, than being the interviewee. Um, but yes, look, the podcast, essentially, I guess in schools, you're all, like all organisations, you're looking at how people um, like to receive information, and that constantly evolves. You know, you think back to a time before social media, and, you know, it's always... Um, Understanding how do people want to receive information, what's the purpose of communicating and what are the different forums. I think the podcast obviously has been an amazing initiative. People listen to them um, frequently and so our feeling was that um, the written word was still important but where in the past we may have written more extensive even essays on various topics of interest, we started to see that people were enjoying podcasts and, and it came out of too um, wanting to give the girls um, essay so the students wanted to speak up about sexual consent in particular was a very timely topic um, the girls um, wanted to have a voice but we also understood that there were so many amazingly educated intelligent expert people within our organization and this would give them a forum um, to talk about things they're passionate about, whether it was why the creative arts is important, or a former um, uh, student of our school who's now a Cambridge professor in history. So sharing those stories through a podcast, we felt was a good way for people to learn more about our school, to feel more connected to our school, and receive helpful information, whether it's you know, parenting adolescent girls or how to negotiate the social scene and parties you know so we've kind of tried to segment it to the different audiences and provide information that's helpful um educative and also connects people to our school and um and shares a little bit more about what the people are doing in our school Mm
0: -hmm. yeah we're big fans of the podcasting Uh, as a communication tool it's a great idea Um, it used to be though didn't it just the school newsletter which which is fine and that's still fine uh, and that that might be really appropriate for certain things but as we mentioned earlier sometimes it's a report or a presentation sometimes it's a parents evening a staff meeting Uh, for you then is it a
1: case of lots of different tools and trying to add to those yeah absolutely and thinking about too I I think increasingly um, so and when you're when people are communicating so much I think there's a bit of a challenge to make sure you're not doing too much either so what's going to have impact when will people pay attention how do they understand that this is a rare communication direct from the principal to parents they'll know okay this is something significant like during covid or where's the um, kind of little lovely newsletter piece um, but that's right the the style of writing and what you're communicating is very different whether it's a board report an annual review the newsletter, um, prospective parents' information. Um, So I think you need to constantly revise what you do. So um, you have to almost annually now consider what's serving a purpose, what no longer is, what can you let go, what do you prioritise? And when you're talking about time, it's also important to know you know, this is this is an important, significant document that needs to be absolutely right. Um, it's going to become a reference uh, tool. Something else might be bright and breezy and easy and kind of ephemeral um and therefore your writing doesn't need to be as formal um and also because i think in schools too you have to be and i'm very conscious of it here you have to make sure it doesn't sound corporate and corporate speak Um, we're in a very perfectionistic world where people um are very quick to criticize you can be I think, overly conscious about getting it right. And, and the, the greatest risk of all would be for everything sounding sanitised and corporatized and therefore the words no longer have any meaning. So I'm a big believer in um, it should sound like a human wrote it mm-hmm. or said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned much earlier on in the podcast, authenticity it's a big mm. thing isn't it yeah. so
0: yeah um so i want to finish off now uh, this is another big question but i want to finish off uh, by talking about um situations where you do manage to maintain communication uh so having a different mix of all these different formats i can see how that would be extremely useful uh, so either if you need something with as many eyeballs as possible so so you want everybody to be aware of something maybe you'll try some slight, you know a, a mixture of communication tools or something that's really time sensitive and really important and urgent like you said and that was a really great point earlier so less is more sometimes isn't it what happened then during COVID-19 how did you ensure communication was maintained with staff, with students and families, and also the local community?
1: Okay, that was probably probably your biggest task in um, COVID, particularly as the principal and, and kind of the spokesperson of the school. So other people were um, furiously working hard to make sure we continue to deliver education. But communication, particularly when people were locked in their homes, uncertain about what was going to happen, there was a great deal of anxiety out there. So that was one of the most um, important crash courses in uh communication I think for any principal because it was so intense and it was so different so communication um, was absolutely essential to getting through that period Um, it also meant that you were constantly reviewing every micro detail of what you said so a three-sentence update to the community had to be perfect sometimes in all honesty um, I would work through that with our comms Director, it could take over an hour and a half to come up with two sentences if we say this it's not that because people were looking to you as an authority on you know not on medical issues as such but they were looking for information there there was so much information out there that we had to very, very tightly and accurately curate that information. Um, And so communication at that time was about providing people um, with fact-based information, making sure that it was timely when they needed it because so much it was changing almost hourly. And it was also a very important element of trust, which ultimately is one of the most important things in communication. People are relying upon you to communicate um, faithfully and honestly, to provide reliable information and to provide confidence and reassurance. So uh, communication, particularly during something such as COVID, ultimately came down to a relationship of trust with your staff, with your families, with your broader community. Um, And therefore, it was an incredibly important undertaking to make sure that you were doing that through diverse channels um, and as reliably and honestly as you could.
0: That's all for now, but we'd love to hear what you think. This year, we're keen to get listeners even more involved in the podcast discussions. You can record a voice note to share your own experience, comments, tips or questions. Just email it to teachereditorial at acer.org and we'll include them in a future episode. This podcast from Teacher is supported by MacKillop Seasons, whose Seasons for Life project supports schools with loss and grief following a suicide and other loss event.